Hey friend, welcome to the show. I'm literally so excited to share today's episode with you. So on today's episode, we have Kayla Ogden, who is a nutritional therapy practitioner. And this episode, okay, (laughs) I'm just so excited. This episode is for you if you ever find yourself either like confused or overwhelmed about what diet, exercise, fitness trends are actually real, (laughs) which ones are actually helpful, which ones are actually healthy, right? And which ones are honestly just like straight up lies, myths, you know, things that are just on trend, but aren't actually going to be helpful for you. Right. And I know I've so been there where I'm scrolling on Instagram and you see so many contradicting, you know, trends or practices or diets or exercise plans, things like that. And it can be so overwhelming to be like, okay, well, what do I actually do? What do I actually want to commit to? What actually is going to work for me? And so this episode, Kayla really goes into the myths that she thinks are out there and like really calls them out and gives her perspective on them. And I think it's just so, so helpful. So really this whole episode is wellness myths really debunked. And not only is Kayla a nutritional therapy practitioner, but she's also a revelation wellness instructor. She's an advocate for faith, fitness, and food freedom, and she helps women become the healthiest versions of themselves with a strategic, holistic nutrition and fitness lens. She stresses the importance of loving our bodies and connecting our physical and mental strength with our strength in Christ. So I'm so excited. I know you're going to love this episode. And this interview was actually supposed to be one interview. And Kayla has the most incredible energy. She has so much wisdom. And it it just ended up turning into two episodes. So this is part one. All of the wellness myths that she sees online, all of those called out, debunked. And then next week, we're going to be talking all about faith and really how faith is so important to our fitness and our health journey. We're going to talk a lot about stress, talk a lot about body image, and I'm so excited. So this is week one, part one. I hope you enjoy. Hey, sweet 20 something. Welcome to the free and well podcast. Do you want to feel more confident and stop second guessing and doubting yourself all the time? Do you wake up feeling motivated and excited only to get caught up in the comparison and find yourself distracted and wasting time on social media? Hey friend, I'm Devani. I'm a therapist, a life coach, a dog mom, and also a recovering perfectionist and people pleaser. I remember being right where you are, doubting myself, comparing myself, and just wanting to feel confident and content in who I was and in my worth. I'm on a mission to share with you powerful faith-based psychology tools and plenty of simple steps to improve your mental wellness and create consistent, positive, healthy routines. It's time for you to stop second-guessing and comparing yourself. Freedom and confidence are calling. Even though I'm a therapist, this show is for educational purposes only. Information from the show is not a substitute for mental health or medical treatment. It's your time, friend. Let's dig in and take some real, authentic, perfectly imperfect action together. Let's go. 
right, my beautiful friends, I have Kayla here and I cannot wait for her to share all of her wisdom and amazingness with us. Welcome, Kayla. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. I feel like we've been talking about getting together and recording for ever and then it's finally happening. It's been like two months since we've talked about this day. <laughs> yes, I love it. I'm so excited. So let's start out by just digging in. Tell me one of your favorite quotes or verses related to our topic today. I love that. Let's get right into it. Yeah, I love that. Um, well, I, mean, I knew kind of we wanted to start this way. And so I kind of, what came to me and a verse I refer to often um, is Romans 12, one and two, where Paul's saying, I urging brothers saying, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. And this is your true and proper worship. And this is my favorite part. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is his good and pleasing and perfect will. Oh, I love that every time. So and good. I felt it was so perfect for what we're going to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what out of all of that you love the most. Why does that first speak to you so much about this topic? Well, so much of what I do and my personal why in what I do and in applying the same rules that I tell other people, rules or, or guidelines, I tell other people to follow applying that to myself is about like aligning ourselves correctly and renewing our, if we're going to renew our body and our mind and our soul and live our best life, like everybody likes to say, living our best life, that comes from allowing ourselves to walk in the spirit and consciously choose habits and patterns that honor the women that God so called us to be. So powerful. Yeah. I love that idea of, like you said, consciously choosing, right? Consciously yeah. choosing those things. And I think so often, and I don't know if you would agree with this. I think so often we, we talk about the renewal of our minds, which of course is so important, but also that other piece of offering our bodies as a living sacrifice and the importance of that physical health and that physical vitality mm -hmm. and how important that is to all of this, right? To living out our callings, our purpose, like you said, being the women that God's calling us to be. Yeah, it's, it is tough. It's, I mean, it's intense, man. That's a pretty intense verse when you think about it, right? But, um, and it's not, it's certainly not easy, but I think that it's easier or easiest when we're working at it and making, making it a habit and making it your why. And I think over time, when we feel that alignment, um, it, it becomes more natural over time and we may fall out of it and there's roller coasters and stuff. But I, I mean, the first, the very first verse he's talking about, he, he mentions the first thing he mentions is God's mercy his mercy. So he knows we're not going to be perfect. He's not expecting mm. perfection, but it's, it's about where our heart is and where we're aligned. And, and when our habits align and our heart aligns with how God created us and who we are in Christ, that is what matters. It has nothing to do with mm. perfection because he's given us mercy, but it's just where your heart is. So whoever needs that permission slip today, 
<laughs> pause this right now. What's the word? Relish? Is the word relish yeah. in it? Is that yeah. it? Okay. As I was saying, yeah, I was but like, now I want to That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> relish in that. All right. Like feel it, savor it. But like that's where the verse starts is in his mercy. We are not called to perfection. You said, where is our heart, right? What's the intention here? Um, so with our topic being faith, nutrition, and building resilience to stress, right? That's yeah. our, our big topic here. And when I came to Kayla originally, I was like, hey, here are a couple different ideas I have. Which one is heaviest on your heart to share about? This is the one that she wanted to talk about is about how faith and nutrition can really help us with managing the stress of life, right? Because life can be so stressful. So tell me, tell me why you chose this topic, why this feels so important to you. Well, I mean, I already mentioned a little bit of like my why, right? Because I have seen this connection for quite a while between um, our faith and the choices that we make to honor our bodies in, in nutrition and the foods we choose and how we eat and, and how we move and, and take care of ourselves so that we can take care of our children. And so that we can, you know, do what, what we're called to do and be strong. Um, but I, even more so lately, I've kind of, um, started noticing more patterns when I take a step back and after being a woman for 30 something years, and then being surrounded by women and then working with women and hearing their struggles, I can't help but notice this pattern that I've seen over and over. I mean, we all, we all want to be loved and respected and happy and have our basic needs met. But sometimes we like unconsciously get in our own way of that. And we don't realize that it's us in our own way. And it's us that has the power to change it. But of course, so much of that comes from when we're living in the spirit. And even though I see women with a variety of health struggles or issues and they, it may manifest as all these different symptoms, um, there's this common overarching thread of stress and how our bodies manage that stress. But what is so wonderful is when we can own that control and own the fact that we can control it and pray over what we can't. And then, of course, when you can work with someone, uh, a practitioner, or just in whatever area that you might need assistance in who's knowledgeable in that field that can help you, um, you know, when we're, you're using your resources and knowing that it doesn't have, it's not necessarily that you have to do it alone, but you are in control. Um, is when we really start to see people change their lives and, um, and make a really amazing difference in their resiliency to that stress and overall their, their level of fulfillment and happiness and what they're getting out of life. Yeah, that's so good. So I'm hearing a couple different things from you. I'm hearing that you were seeing this common thread of stress and so many of the women around you and with women that you've worked with, I'm sure. So you were noticing that pattern. And then something else that I was hearing was this idea of when we realize the tools that we have, the resources that we have, that we are in control to really impact these areas of our life versus feeling disempowered or like we don't have the tools or we don't have maybe the motivation or the willpower or Right. right. But stepping into that space of like, no, I have the power to do this. And especially mm -hmm. when we have that faith lens, I can imagine not only do we have our own willpower, but we had 
right? Like the grace of God, the strength of God. And it's like, what more could I need to be on this consistent journey of growing in my health and my well-being? So, 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 so powerful. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Awesome. Tell me, so I, I shared with you briefly earlier that something that I really love about following you is I've been seeing so many of these posts that are all about like myths. And one that super caught my attention, honestly, was the one about milk, um, because that's something that I've so wondered about. It's yeah. Like, is dairy really bad? Because you hear that it's super inflammatory. And I'm just looking and I'm seeing all of these like myths. And I really feel like what I, what I'd love for us to talk about for a couple minutes is what are mainstream health influencers missing or like, what are we not seeing? Like, what are the things that you really want to share that feel so important? Because on social media, it's so curated, it's right. And it's like, there's yeah. just so much information. And so to be able to help us kind of sift through, um, tell me what some of the biggest myths are or what you feel like health influencers, you know, for the most part, and of course this isn't everyone, but maybe some things that you've seen that are missing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I love that. I am a sucker for like myth busting and um, kind of going against the norm. I just, I don't know. I've always loved that. I'm always a little bit of like a for lack of a better word, devil's advocate, or like I'm a debater, like a chronic debater. So uh, I enjoy kind of ruffling feathers every once in a while in order to make my point or like to get attention. Tell uh, me to get, you know, I know you're an Enneagram seven or which yeah. wing are you? Are you a wing six or a wing eight? You know what? I've taken it a few times. Okay. And I don't, I don't remember. Um, I'm just curious I, as you were saying that you like, yes. like to kind of debate sometimes. I was just curious. So that's okay. I'm, that's okay. I'm a seven, but I, the wing has changed a few times. Okay. Okay. I just retook the Myers-Briggs though. And I got, um, normally I'm ENFP and this time I got something very, shoot, I'm forgetting already, but the, the summary at the end was like, you love to prove people wrong. Like you love to debate people and you like, you, you love that interaction. Ugh. And I was like, well, this is, this is perfect. But I just my, love, I just love when you like get to know yourself and then you can yeah. really embrace that. Right. Instead of being like, yeah. Oh, I wish it was a different way. And you're like, no, I'm leaning into this. I, <laughs> this is me and I'm owning it. And I love that. Yeah. And it's just like, you have to learn how to manage, you have to be aware of that and then manage that personality because they also like if someone, a client of mine, I'm going to approach you in a very loving way. And I'll do that with every single one of my clients. But you also know that like a social media strategy, of course, is you want to get people's attention. Um, and so it's finding that balance of yeah. like when, who you're speaking to and how to approach them. And um, speaking with like, as far as working with a one-on-one -on -one client, I've noticed that people respond differently some people really mm. actually want like tough love um they're like just tell it to me straight and some people can't handle that and they need a slower pace and a more loving approach and mm. um understanding and knowing different personalities and things like that is very important in my one-on-one -on -one and what I do with my one-on-one -on -one coaching for sure <laughs> huge huge okay yes. so tell um, me tell me some of these big myths that you're okay that have been heavy on your heart 
so there's a, I mean, there's a few, you saw the milk one. I mean, specific ones I've done, I've done ones about, you know, busting myths about how m- people say milk is bad, quote, bad or unhealthy kind of, I, I don't like general generalizing things. And that's usually what I like to poke holes in. Um, other things of, um, you know, I've, people freak out a lot about the vitamin D thing um, that we could do a whole podcast on that, um, you know, vitamin D supplements and whether or not we need them and iron supplements and whether or not we need them. And that really kind of gets people's gears turning. And, and I do enjoy that. But if we were to, um, you know, if I were to generalize, which is easiest right now, uh, the big, big ones you see kind of everywhere are like, number one is the whole calories a calorie and, oh, it's just calories in calories out. That's what it, it's all about. Calories in calories out. That's all that matters. Um, and I, I don't like that narrative at all. Um, coming from a holistic nutrition standpoint and a standpoint of trying to get people to heal. Um, because if, when someone says it's just calories in calories out, I'm like, well, what, what is calories in calories out? First of all, weight loss, fat loss. Oh, all right. Weight loss. Sure. I'll give you that. But is that the correct goal in the first place? And, and then also what's different is the calories out, because if you are only focusing on calories in calories out, that is your how, how many calories are you burning on average every day just to stay alive or to do exercise, how you're exercising or move, how you're moving. And if you aren't taking care of yourself and feeding yourself and addressing maybe where imbalances might be, then that number is going to get lower and lower and lower, which means that you could eat the same amount. But if you're, if what you're, if your body's holding on to stuff because you're not treating it properly, you're going to actually gain weight. Mm. Right. And then you have to eat less and eat less and eat less and eat less in order to maintain your weight or lose weight. That's the opposite of the direction I want to take with my clients. So nutrients over calories is, is by far what I would like to, you know, look through that lens instead and reducing it to just calories in calories out is missing a huge picture of what's really going on or what needs to go on. Yeah, I love what you're saying. And I think something that I've been digging into, and we may or may not touch more on this, but is this idea of food and how it impacts our mental health. And so if our focus is calorie in and calorie out only, right, or is maybe even the focus is just on weight loss, it's like, well, if you're not worried at all about what you're eating Mm-hmm. but rather just the amount of calories. It's like you eating a, a I mean, I love Chick-fil-A, but I'm going to say it. If right. you're just eating like, you know, maybe a huge, like some type of burger and fries versus, you know, whatever a healthier alternative would be. How do you feel after each of those meals and how are each of these meals impacting your mental health, your focus, your clarity, your right? Because that link is so strong of like yes. what you're eating and the exercise, like these things are so impactful on our mind and our mental health. Yes. You could see, they can't see me, but I'm like, praise hands emoji. Yes. A hundred percent. There is a direct connection between our gut, uh, and our brain. And you know, most of our serotonin is made in our gut. And that is very, uh, involved in our mood. 
Although a lot of people think, here's another myth <laughs> I've, I've busted before. A lot of people think serotonin is a happy hormone. It's not really a happy hormone at all. It's more of a stress related hormone. Um, that's a whole nother thing. But um, it, there is a direct connection between what you eat. And I just saw something the other day. I love Chick-fil-A too. Um, but Jason Phillips at NCI, it's a great nutritional, uh, another coaching um, program and, and company that he has. He did this challenge where he ate Chick-fil-A, I think for three meals a day, like one day he ate nothing but Chick-fil-A and he had, he had things to do. And he was like, I'm, I'm not motivated at all right now. Like, I just, I don't want to do anything. I, my meal, it was fine, but you get sick of it by the second or third one. And he's, it really does affect your, how you're feeling. So you, mm-hmm. you hit the nail on the head with that. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's something yeah. that I'm really starting to, to be more proactive about in how soon and how quick I bring these things up with people that I'm working with is like, okay, let's yeah. look at, right. Because that connection is just so real. And like the easiest way to think about it is after you have a burger and fries and don't get me wrong, like I love a good burger and fry, right. right in like moderation and healthy, right. Yes. However, that feels good for you. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't eat that. And then, well, okay. So thinking about how I feel after that, I'm ready for a nap. I'm ready for a yeah. movie. I'm ready to chill. It's not right. Like you don't feel energized and ready mm-hmm. and focused. So I love what you said about focusing less on calorie in, calorie out, letting go of that perspective um, and, and really putting that like nutrient focus first. Love that yeah. so much. Yeah. Anything else that's coming up for you? I could, I could do this all day, but we'll talk about a couple more. (laughs) Um, so another myth is the trend. I feel like lately of like that keto is the best thing or that like keto is, is the ideal solution for weight loss or same thing with like intermittent fasting and along those lines that carbs and sugar equals bad, like Mm -hmm. that, all those three things kind of are a very common thing you're seeing in circulation right now. Um, and a lot of, first of all, a lot of the keto and intermittent fasting, like studies that, that they show or, or use as some type of evidence that it's amazing are first of all, they're done on men. Um, Mm. and women, as far as your hormones go and energy levels and cycles, of course, like that makes a big difference. Um, so, a lot of those things, there is not solid evidence in the first place that those are good for women, um, particularly. Now, some women, some women do thrive or, or feel good maybe for a short time doing those things, or they've built resiliency um, to a way that it does help them. So I don't want to negate that it works for some people for a short time. But overall, as a solution that we should be marketing and pushing to women, I, I just don't agree with that. Um, and glucose is our body's favorite and most efficient form of fuel, period, glucose, sugar, so carbohydrates. And yes, your body can make them, but that is an additional stress. Um, And so if you're talking about fueling your body, it's never good to demonize an entire macronutrient at all, ever, right? So that's where it comes into, it's not calorie, going back, like it's not calories in, calories out, it's nutrients. And what's your body going to do with those instructions? What's your body gonna do? And is it gonna metabolize it properly? And what's gonna happen? And and those are the things to look more closely into. But I just, I really don't like the um, carbs equals bad, sugar equals bad narrative because yeah. it's too restricting and it's not good 
from a, a mental perspective either, but it's yeah. also not true. <laughs> I believe that for so long. Like I remember for a long time, oh, yeah. I feel like I tried to avoid carbs and even like brown rice. And I tried to right. do just meat and veggies. And I'm like, I, I, at some point I got to a place where I'm like, it feels better. Like I, I feel better when I have mm-hmm. that brown rice. I feel better when I'm having a little bit of carb with that yeah. because it, it just felt better in my body when I did that. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, for sure. We have to touch <laughs> on these two more. We have to, because when I saw the word cardio, I'm like, I need to hear what you have to say about that. <laughs> and then we'll move on to the next topic, but okay. we have to touch on briefly the next two that you have here. Okay. Yeah. So I took a couple of notes knowing that we were go here. Like I said, I could talk about this all day, but The next one that uh, I'd like to bring to attention is just like training. So switching from nutrition to fitness related myth. Um, You know, there's, I feel like a myth or marketing wise, people love to market specifically towards women for like certain exercises Mm. and like ways of training. And of course, like making it pink or whatever, which like I love pink, but, (laughs) but as far as like how your training goes, women don't necessarily need to train differently than men. You don't really need to do like different exercises or especially when it comes to like lifting heavy weights and doing high reps versus low reps or anything like that. There's no reason that women shouldn't be training in that same way where you're challenged and you have a variety Mm -hmm. of, uh, repetitions, a variety of, um, you know, weights that you're, that you're doing and mixing up the volume and, and a variety of styles of lifting. And, um, which kind of brings me to the next one I wanted to mention also, which is just that cardio is the best. Uh, the myth is that cardio is the best solution for fat loss. And that's also not true. Um, on both of those things, if we over cardio or, or do an extensive amount of cardio, we have to remember our bodies are adaptation machines. So also kind of going back to that first myth about the calories out, if we for so long are on this fat loss obsession of I'm going to work out on the treadmill or I'm going to do the Peloton or, you know, whatever it is, form of only cardio on a regular basis. And then I'm going to not eat enough. And then that's what we do. Your body, you're going to plateau because your body's going to hold on to that and you're just you're going to exert yourself and then you're going to flatline. And the only way to, to continue on your path of weight loss, if that's your goal is to do more and eat less and then do more and eat less and do more and eat less. Whereas, or you, and then that, that's more in the gym, more time in the gym, more time on the treadmill, more time running or whatever. Versus if you're looking, doing something like resistance training, you can do three days a week of resistance training for 30 or 45 minutes for six months and never spend any more time and consistently never plateau. That's enough time. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be different for everyone, but my point is you don't need to, if you're doing resistance training and you plateau eventually, the solution is not necessarily, I need to do workout longer. It's I need to go up heavier. Maybe I need to, change my repetitions. I need to maybe do a little, a small variation of the, the, um, training that I'm doing, but you can do it in the same amount of time. So it's not, it's incredibly sustainable, but not only that is you're going to get, if you've never trained like that before, you're going to get some of the most insane results you've ever seen. And you're going to be like, I didn't even know my body could do that. 
and talk about empowering, right? So amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, really resistance training over cardio, if you're talking about fat loss, which it seems that is always somewhere or often, often somewhere on a woman's uh, goal list. Sometimes it's, you know, might even be towards the bottom, but they're like, yeah, that would be nice. You know, if I do want to get my health better, but if I could also lose some some additional fat here or here, and they like to like, you know, a lot of women have specific places that they want to focus on. Um, and I re- like to remind them what well, we don't spot reduce, but getting into resistance training over getting on the treadmill, I'm just using that as an example, yeah. is bar none going to get you farther and better results. And there's lots and lots of, of evidence of that. And, and luckily we're seeing it more. Um, even like doctors are beginning to acknowledge that it's even better for, um, car- it's even better for like cardiovascular health, which is funny. That resistance training is better than car- than like car- your, your standard, I'm doing air quotes, cardio for long-term health. Yeah. I remember feeling a new level of freedom that I'd never experienced before when I decided to just stop really spending time intentionally on just cardio. Honestly, I freaking hate yeah. cardio. I have such a hard time just standing there. Right. And so like I do a little warm up on the treadmill, but like the idea of staying on a stairmaster or a treadmill for more than 10 minutes is like, this is this is not gonna yeah. happen. But I'll go lift weights, you know, I'll go do all those things. But yeah, yes. new levels of freedom. Uh, yeah. And I think a lot of people get stuck or, or women get stuck in that cardio thing because they're like, well, I, I know how to run or a lot of times you don't realize running is actually mm. a very specific skill. <laughs> you can be bad at running and not even know it, but, but they, you just, they don't really know where to start and the weight room is intimidating. So they just kind of go to like, well, I guess I'll run or I'll sit here and move my arms and legs around on this thing, on this, whatever this thing is where you look like you're skiing in the air. Anyway, <laughs> it's, it, because it's safe you know, safe air quotes again. Um, but if you want to talk about like being effective, sometimes we have to get a little bit uncomfortable and, mm. and go to the weight room, get in the rack. So good. <laughs> All right. So as we are about to wrap up this part one, um, why don't you share with us maybe a couple of our key takeaways as we're closing up this episode? Absolutely. I really like what, we're, what we've been talking about. I'm excited to, um, for you to release our part two, but um, I really want to draw attention to the fact, some of the things we talked about, just first of all, standing in your power as who you are and who you're called to be and really own that. Um, and then as far as like practical approaches, you know, remembering and being mindful of nutrients over calories, being mindful of feeding your, your body with energy, meaning Yes, carbohydrates are energy and that's okay. That's actually a good thing. Um, And then acknowledging that you can be strong in the gym and don't be afraid of that. Um, Go ahead and pick those weights up and don't be afraid of that and and really own and honor that and stand in the warrior that you are as a woman. It's really, really powerful. And I really like to remind women to to be that warrior, you know, and I'm excited to continue in, in part two on this, you know, the same line of thinking. Amazing. Okay. Tell us about your cool tool and where people can connect with you in the meantime, before our next episode comes out. Yes. Great. Thank you so much. So, um, on my website, you know, if people or women are not really sure where to start when it comes to like food or shopping or need kind of like 
um, a general assistance with, with food or nutrition related things. I do have a free download, a shopping and planning guide on my website. Um, and that will assist you. And it's also in my link in my Instagram bio. So it's real easy to find. Um, that way it will just give you some help on what to look for when shopping, a good grocery list and some printables on, um, making your own list and kind of meal planning. Um, and then if you need more fitness help, I also just really send, uh, by the time this, this podcast airs, my fitness freebie will be out. Um, and that's just the seven days of training, um, with some other additional fun goodies inside. So you can also sign up for that and it's free and it will give you some fitness guidance as well. Um, and then coming soon, stay tuned. If you do sign up for any of those things, you will be, uh, notified on the mailing list for when my program and subscription comes out, which is going to be called the beehive. Um, and that kind of brings everything together, the, um, fitness aspect. So you'll get, um, regular, um, workouts every month. We'll also do live workouts. There's going to be a community of like-minded, um, warrior women, just like all of us listening here, um, to empower each other. And we'll also do devotionals together and just kind of pray for each other. And it's going to be a really wonderful empowering community that I just, I can't wait to get started. So good. Yeah. Kayla and I talked a lot about this amazing beehive community and you guys, it seriously sounds amazing. So stay tuned, head down the link to her Instagram health and honey wellness will be down below. And then like she said, link in bio for those goodies um and next week we will be airing part two okay so hope you guys have a great rest of your day and we will talk to you soon